Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Zach Duggar on the line. Zach, how are you? Doing very well. Thank you. Looking forward to this conversation as we were talking about in the pre-show notes. I'm going to be on your show tomorrow. So it's kind of cool. We're going to be flipping the camera a little bit and using the same right. technology and all that, but it's going to be pretty cool. So uh, for those that don't know you, why don't you share a little bit about you and we'll dive into the conversation. Sure. Yeah. My name is Zach Duggar. I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I have over the last 20 years or so been working in the behavioral healthcare space. I had spent the last eight, well, it's best to look at the actual dates, 2013 to 2021 in the area of ABA therapy for children with autism. So worked then to the opportunity because of insurance legislation changed, grew that business over a period of time, got to a point where the scale was such that I was ready to transition out. So we made a successful transition to a, another provider that took over a, a national company um, that acquired my business. Um, so now I'm actually focusing on real estate investment. So kind of a flip and um, working with small business entrepreneurs, as you mentioned, I, I am also a host of a podcast called The Freedom Founder. And then on top of that, I signed on as a franchisee for a salon suites concept called Image Studio. So a lot of variety in my life at this point. And that's what being an entrepreneur can create because you, yeah. you launched your business, built it to where you wanted it to be and decided, okay, let's let's exit that and then venture off into something that was um, a, a little bit different to say the least, you know, going from yeah. behavioral health to to the real estate market, which, you know, obviously, you know, your, your background in behavioral health probably helps with that a bit, uh, when investing and, and dealing with people and all of that. That's, that's one of those skills I always tell people, especially young people that are just starting off in their career. It's like, look for opportunities where you get to work with people and a diverse yeah. group of people, because that will help you throughout your life forever. You know, and yes, um, I, I know you were in, in Kalamazoo. I grew up in Waterford, Michigan. So I, you know, I know, you know, growing up in the Great Lake State, you know, my first job was with a family ran grocery store and we served every age group. We served yeah. every demographic, every income level. You know, I know people that were in there that were multimillionaires that were shopping and uh, people that were in there that were able to uh, get enough change uh, during the day to be able to buy something to eat. So it, you sure. see all the extremes and uh, it, it shows you how to you know deal with humanity in an easy way. So uh, it, it's good that you know you ventured off into those different things. And I, I guess, you know, real quick question before we dive in too much else is, you know, you know, what was said about uh, real estate investment that uh, caught your eye? Because again, going from you know, yeah. behavioral health into let, let's invest in some real estate. Yeah, I'm just curious how that uh, the transition went. Yeah. So for me, it was started kind of worth a look at my own house when we thought about renting versus buying and decided to buy our house. It was a longer term goal with being able to own that property and not being able, not having to pay someone else for it. 
And then with the business working with kids, we were working in family homes, but we also bought a couple of buildings for commercial space for clinic use. Same kind of mindset with that goal of longer term appreciation and owning that property. I still own those properties. The different the other company has been utilizing those and leasing those from me. And then I was looking at, well, how can I take what I've learned, what I've earned and make it become more passive income? Real estate is an investment tool for that. And so I looked into different opportunities, found out about syndications. So some of our real estate investments have been passive investments with other people who are experienced operators that are buying larger assets, pooling funds together to be able to make that happen. Um, and then now I am in getting involved with those myself. So I'm working with investors. So when you talk about the diversity of people and being able to have the ability to work through challenging conversations as well as communicate how these operations work, it has created that um, skill set that I didn't come into the, um, the, the business world having um, until I developed that over time working with people. So yeah, it was kind of a just a switch because of, uh, of seeking passive income growth over time and then finding out, wow, I could help other people do the same thing. No, it's a great way to do it because it looks like, you know, first you're like, okay, I just want some passive income to help yep. with the family and we want to own our own house and, you know, then not have to navigate through, you know, the rental challenges that uh, so many of us have faced over our lives and some people still are. Uh, but then it, it created an opportunity for you. I was like, wait a minute, yeah. we could actually help people with this and and create, you know, kind of a, a revenue stream from that and helping people as well. It's it's funny when you start down a path of doing something that you recognize, wait, this could be monetized. I, you know, especially in the in the case with you, I, I my hunch is, you know, the way you described it, yeah, you know, that wasn't the initial thing. Yes, the monetization component, you wanted mm -hmm. some investment income coming back, yeah. but you didn't know about the oh wait, this could actually be beneficial to people. We could show them how to do it and yeah. and earn, earn from that as well. So that's that's awesome that uh, that you came across that, and because housing is, I think, one of those things that's not going any way, going away anytime right. soon. Uh, people, yep. that's going to be, it's one of those basics: food, clothing, shelter. Um, yeah. And and growing up in the Midwest, more clothes, more clothing, the better. You know, it's just yeah. Uh, get, yeah. our, our winters get a little rough, uh, to say the least. So, so, yeah, so absolutely. when you when you segued into that, and then. You started doing all this other stuff, you know, always ask podcast hosts, it's like, okay, what, you know, inclined you into wanting to launch your own show and, and, and do the work with all of that. Just curious on how that came about. Yeah. I've always been interested. Okay. Not always, but over the last several years, I started becoming interested in the idea of sharing my experiences, but I've all also enjoyed the conversations with small business entrepreneurs, people who are self-made, have gained a level of success over time, love those conversations. And I thought, wow, could we put those two together? My interest in entrepreneurship, conversations with other entrepreneurs. So it became that opportunity. And as I continue to want to expand my network, why not do so with people who are successful and also would be willing to share their story. So it creates that platform and opportunity to speak with other people. Um, 
And then also for some of those individuals uh, to also talk and through the idea of real estate investment. So I've been able to engage in conversations about those opportunities with people that may not otherwise have heard about that opportunity themselves and you know, busy professionals who would like an alternative to just the stock market. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially as the stock market performed last year, I'm sure a lot more people are looking into something that is a little bit more, I don't want to say secure, but come on, it's housing. You know, it's going to, yeah, the markets, markets may go up, the markets may go down a little bit, but people still need a place to live. And uh, I, yeah, there might be a temporary drop, but it's temporary. It goes back up. Yep. I I remember my parents had a place in Florida, and over their you know twenty five plus years of owning that house, yep. and we watched the market and we saw what they bought it for and what you know what mom sold it for a few years ago, and obviously there was appreciation in the value. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was before all the New Yorkers moved to Florida. She should have just sure. waited a little <laughs> while longer. She sure. she she really could have made bank then. But no, the circumstances uh, created the the situation for her to uh, relocate. But uh, at the end of the day, it's you know that it's going to go up, and yeah. uh, I think and it's again it, it's that passive income where. Yeah, you're investing in a property. You're part of a group, you know, like mm-hmm. you're in a syndication and all of that. Yep. You, as an investor, you don't have to worry about that three a.m. I have to go unclog a toilet situation. Right. Uh, that's that's not in this mix. You're you're a few steps back from that. Uh, and if if right. you are investing with a group that's having you do that, maybe you need to scale it up a little bit. I'm I, I'm just saying, unless you're sure. a plumber and you're you're getting you know, residual income from that way too, then by all means go for it. But it, it, again, it's one of those things where it, it gives you that return um, on something that's obviously not going to go away. Um, Cause you know, I'll use this example. You know, there, I saw this stat the other day that over half of the fortune 500 companies from the year 2000 have either been acquired, gone out of business or filed bankruptcy. Okay. These are the 500 most valuable companies on the planet. And in 23 years or 22 years and some change, half of them are either gone or were gobbled up by somebody else. That's astonishing because if you look at, you know, all you got to do is go to the Fortune 500 and look, look at the values of those companies. Yeah. Multi billions, handful of them are in the T's. So it's like, okay, half of them gone. And you're like, right. what in the world? And 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 it's it, it's such a volatile world that we're in when it comes to technology advancements. And and I know the case. Many of those companies, I didn't look to see who they were, but many of them that you know went under, you know, just flat out weren't agile. They weren't making yeah. the necessary moves to continue along the path. It wasn't like they were selling horseshoes or something. You know, it was like, no, these were. Yeah. It's not that long ago, but half of them would be gone. You know, you're you're an investor, and you're like, okay, I'm and just investing in the Fortune 500 company. Well, half the half your stocks are gone. So right. how's, how's that feel? That doesn't feel really good. <laughs> no. uh, but but most homes that were built 20 something years ago still standing, yeah, especially yeah. if it's apartment buildings or condo buildings or things like that. They're still here, and they're going to be here. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 this is not a financial advice show. It's a financial information episode. But do your due diligence and, and work with professionals on looking at your investment options. But um, just saying, you know, how housing is a. I don't want to say a safe bet, but it's a heck of a lot safer than if you were invested in half of the Fortune 500 from 20 years ago. Absolutely. And I've also found that for somebody who is a busy professional, already working full-time 40, 50, 60 hours a week that wants to get involved in real estate, that a syndication is a great opportunity because then they don't have to take those 3 a.m. calls to go fix the toilet. They're not working on the weekend to go and paint and rehab a home themselves. And if their one renter leaves, they're now without an income until they get somebody else in there. Whereas this is not the case if it's a larger apartment community or self-storage or a different type of asset like that. Yeah. And the self-storage industry continues to grow. I know there's a, yeah. there's been a handful of uh, new storage facilities that's opened up you know, relatively close to where I live. And they're not your old classic traditional single level type of things. These are mm-hmm. six, seven stories high in the air with elevator lifts and all of this. I'm going, whoa, I mean, that, <laughs> right. that, that, that is a big footprint, but Right. It's it's still one of the biggest growing industries in the US for sure because you yeah. know pe- people are moving into smaller places per se but they still want to keep things or they just you know have some things that they need to keep for a variety of reasons, you know. Yeah. Who knows? There's a you go you could have 10 storage units next to each other and there's you know, hundreds of varieties of different things in each of them. Um, right. So, it, but it's an industry that continues to grow. And uh, from an investment standpoint, it, it's obviously something that's on the radar of, you know, individuals and teams like yours, yep. because it's, it's continually growing. Um, you know, people, people like stuff and they want to keep it. Yep. So, but they can't keep it all in their garage or their basement. They're running out of room. So they got to put it somewhere. So right. why not, why, why not put it in a storage facility? That way they still can keep it and access it when they need it. Absolutely. And then nobody's getting called about toilets if it's self-storage. <laughs> Mm-mm, no, not unless they're storing a whole thing of toilets, you know, <laughs> yeah. which, you know, if you're, if you're a plumber, that might not be a bad idea. You get the inventory, right. you keep an inventory. And in I see that a lot, you know, where there's a lot of people that use a storage unit as their, you know, their workshop right. basically, yep. or just where they keep their inventory and they go in. So kind of, these are the jobs I'm working on today. Let's go to the uh, storage unit, grab the tools or the supplies we need. And it's there. It, yep. it, it saves them a ton of time. They can, you know, many times they buy in bulk so they can buy, yep. you know, instead of buying a toilet at a time at, you know, your infamous hardware store, you know, they can maybe buy mm-hmm. a few in bulk uh, and they, they know what kind that are used in, in most places. So they just buy them in bulk and they go grab them and away they go. And, you know, it improves their bottom line and, uh, saves the money, even just offset the cost of um, the storage unit, uh, which you know, tends yep. to be pretty affordable, um, yep. depending on the size right. you need. So it makes a lot of sense. So it's uh, it's definitely an industry that has uh, continued to grow and expand over the years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So where do you For see sure. things going from you know as far as uh, you know real estate investing over these next few years? I don't like saying what do you see in five years. Five years ago we didn't see what we've been through, so hard to predict the future, of course. But just curious to your thoughts of you know some of the things that you're seeing. Yeah, I mean we all have seen inflation and 
changes in interest rates uh, that has resulted in some shifts in the in the market as well. Um, there's still high valuations on properties and some buyers that are getting a little more hesitant because of some of the uh, in, an interest rate situation. So I think that we'll see some of that stabilize over the next uh, six, 12 months. Um, we'll see some shifts in the interest rate as well over that period of time. Um, but we're going to see some great opportunities too, because there were some people who bought at a point at which they had a variable interest rate, not anticipating that the interest rate were going to go higher. And they're going to have to get out from that asset or they're going to be underwater when that valuation or the interest rate goes up. So they're going to have to make a decision to move on that asset or refinance or figure out some new financing situations. But yeah, so I see some good opportunities for investors coming up in the future and just observing that and they're already starting to happen. So I think that um, it's not going to change. We've, we've seen ups and downs, uh, as you mentioned, over the years, but it's over time a stable, growing asset in the real estate market. So um, I think really anytime's a good time to be investing. It's just looking for the right opportunity, being patient and doing your due diligence to make sure it's a good opportunity and working with people who know what they're doing so that you're not getting involved in something with someone who's flying by the seat of their pants. Uh, I've had an experience with that outside of the real estate in, in, in investment world. Uh, we won't even have time enough to go into today, but um, definitely has created a sense of necess necessity to do my own due diligence as part of that process. Yeah, I know a lot of people that have invested in a lot of different things and commercial real estate is one area where a colleague of mine really got, you know, hurt by a situation yep. and you know we've we've all heard, had those thanksgiving conversations with their cousin that seems to know what they're doing about investing they really don't <laughs> uh, so uh just you know tread carefully do your own due diligence as yes. zach has uh, wisely told us so love this conversation where can people find out more about you and this amazing work you're doing yeah so it's uh, you can look me up on linkedin zach zach duggar uh, d-u-g-g-e-r um, you could also find out more about the real estate investment stuff I'm doing on Zach, or sorry, onfirecapitalgroup.com. Um, if you want to check out the podcast, it's the Freedom Founder podcast on all of your various podcast platforms. Um, but yeah, check me out on LinkedIn. Reach out to me, Zach, at onfirecapitalgroup.com. I'd be glad to chat with anybody about what I'm doing um, and share some of what I've experienced as well over time. Perhaps even that bad investment story, if you're really interested in that one. There you go. There's always one or two that you hear about for sure. So I'll definitely have all that information in the show notes. So Zach, thanks again. I'll chat with you tomorrow. So thanks so all much right. again for being Sounds on the good. show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.